0: Hello everyone, this is Tyler Feinstein, also known as Green Bay Hornet on both Instagram and Twitter. And today on Season 1, Episode 8 of Talking with Tyler, we are going to rank all of the NFL's backup running backs from 32-1. to Now, backups obviously don't get the same spotlight as the starters do, but they could still be very important to a team for when their starter goes down. Or a really good change of pace player in the blocking game as well. Has another body to protect the quarterback. Backup running backs do fill a variety of roles in the NFL. And obviously some do it better than others. So without further ado, let's get into the list. At the bottom of the list, we have Benny Snell of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Benny Snell wasn't the most highly touted prospect. He was a star at Kentucky, but he was drafted in the fourth round, 122nd overall in the 2019 NFL Draft. Now, he is still young. He is only 24 years old. But overall, as a backup, he just has not been cutting it. 255 career rushing attempts for 892 yards and six touchdowns on a terrible three and a half yards carry. And he has done, and he's basically non-existent in the receiving game. He only has 15 career receptions to his name, with the most, and 10 of those actually came in the 2020 season. So overall, I think Benny Snell is probably likely out of Pittsburgh after this year, as he isn't even really that inadequate of a backup. And so I think overall... His time in Pittsburgh is probably done after this year, and he has not been even a good backup NFL running back. At number 31 on our list, we have the Cincinnati Bengals backup running back, Samaje Pirine. Now, Pirine doesn't get much action, and he hasn't gotten that much action throughout his whole career, as since 2017, he's only had... 306 career attempts for 1,198 yards and five touchdowns on a pretty bad 3.9 yards per carry. Now, he was a bit, he has been more efficient in terms of yards per carry, in terms of his time with Cincinnati. He's averaged 4.8 yards per carry in 2020, 4.5 in 2021. Um, but overall, just very outclassed when it comes to other backup running backs, and they hardly even use him. Only a combined 118 rush attempts in his two seasons with the Bengals, and he hasn't really excelled at anything. Um, he wasn't also a high, super highly touted at all. Um, he was actually sharing the backfield with Joe Mixon when they were at Oklahoma, and funny enough, now they're back together. As teammates with the Bengals, he was the 114th overall pick in the fourth round. He was drafted by Washington at the time. Redskins, and also to note, he is the cousin of Lamichael Pirine, who is a who is a who is a running back on the New York Jets. He is the third stringer. So overall, just nothing impressive here. Not. And I don't expect him to get any better with, especially with the majority, majority, majority of the load going to Joe Mixon. At number 30, we have Rex Burkhead of the Houston Texans. Um, Burkhead's been in the league for quite a while. He's been in the league. This will be, he is heading into his 10th NFL season. Um, This will be his second season with the Texans. But overall, especially with, he was actually relatively healthy last year, actually. He hasn't been the most healthy player in his career. Um, last year, he averaged a terrible three and a half yards per carry, and the Texans actually had the worst rushing attack in the league. So overall, just not the best backup. There's not really anything that he does particularly well. and And especially with the Texans kind of having a bunch of vets at running back. They brought in Damian Pierce in the draft. They have Marlon Mack. I feel like they have one other guy I'm forgetting, but maybe not. But overall, definitely near the bottom when it comes to NFL running backs. Overall. Now at number 29, we have Damian Williams of the Atlanta Falcons. Again, um, he did have a few great games with the Chiefs, but ever since then, he hasn't really done much of anything um he's never eclipsed 500 rushing yards in a season or over 5 rushing touchdowns in a season. I mean, he is a little active in the receiving game, 154 career receptions for 1209 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns in his what will be a soon 9-year career. And but he hasn't really gotten anywhere lately. He was a backup on Chicago, and he didn't even really play much there. And I don't expect him to play much on the Falcons with Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, who I think will be the future starting running back of the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. Um, I don't expect Damian Williams to really improve from here. At number 28, we have Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Rashad White is a rookie, so there isn't... A whole lot we can go off of but he was a star in college he was drafted 91st overall in the third round of the nfl draft out of arizona state and rashad white had is kind of a good fit in this bucks offense um can do a lot in the receiving game in his final year at arizona state he had 43 receptions for 456 yards and a score And he was a pretty efficient runner too, 182 attempts for 1,000 yards, 5.5 yards per carry, which is excellent, and 15 rushing touchdowns. So he's like a solid all-around back, has a big frame, 6'2", 210 pounds. But I don't know if he's going to get a ton of playing time because Leonard Fournette is there and the Buccaneers really love using Leonard Fournette. But I could see him, and they also have guys like Keyshawn Vaughn, And I think Raymond Calais is still there. So he definitely has a lot of competition for those second running back spots. And we will see if he's able to take whatever opportunity he gets and hopefully make an impact for a veteran Buccaneers team, which will probably have one more shot at the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. At number 27, we have Kenneth Gainwell of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Last year was only his rookie year. Played in 16 games, only one start. N- not anything spectacular. 291 yards on 68 rush attempts, five touchdowns. Um, he has potential in the receiving game, though. 33 receptions, 253 yards, and one touchdown this isn't horrible. He was an excellent receiving back when he was at Memphis. He was an absolute stud at Memphis. He was drafted in the fifth round, which I thought he was actually, at that time, I thought he was going to go somewhere around the third round. but So I think he's like a nice little small receiving back. He's 5'9, 200 pounds, so he isn't going to body anyone. And I think overall he can be a decent backup, but we'll see because Miles Sanders takes a heavy majority of those carries. At number 26, we have Naheem Hines of the Indianapolis Colts. Um again, we're still in the tier where it's nothing special. He does average a pretty efficient yards per carry last year, averaged four point nine yards a carry, and has been super healthy in his career, has played in every single game for the Colts. And I think and he's a good receiving back too, a very good receiving back, which is why he's a bit higher than the other ones. Has 210 career receptions for 1,537 yards and seven touchdowns through Four NFL seasons, which is actually very solid. So, but, and again, Jonathan Taylor also getting a majority of the reps. So, but he's a very good receiving back and is a nice change of pace back. But I can't really rank him any higher than this. At number 25, we have Dontrell Hillard of the Tennessee Titans, who actually did a very honorable job of filling in for the injured Derrick Henry. Averaged, um, averaged 6.3 yards per carry, which is a ton. Um, albeit on only 56 rush attempts for 350 yards. But still, and two touchdowns as well. Um, he's actually been in the league a little longer than I thought. Um, he entered the league in 2018. He spent three years with the Browns, then one year with the Texans, and now he's on the Titans. And maybe he actually finds a role for himself. Not much of a receiving back. 19 receptions for 87 yards is nothing to write home about. And in his, what will be his fifth NFL season, he only has 41 career NFL receptions to his name. But still, definitely um someone that if Derrick Henry, hopefully Derrick Henry doesn't have to go down again, but even if he doesn't, Dondrell Hurd would be a nice change of pace so maybe they have their very good backup running back they've been missing from Derrick Henry for a while. At number twenty four, we have Matt Breida of the Buffalo Bills, or my bad, the New York Giants. My bad. No, I keep. I don't know why I keep thinking he's on the Bills. Um. Ever since his days in San Francisco, um, Breida's been hurt. He's only played in. 21 games the past two seasons and has only started one of those games. Um, he's still averaging a good yards per carry: 4.3 in 2020, um, 4.8 last year. Um, we'll see with the Giants, especially because you already know, how, you know, you know how injury prone, um, Saquon Barkley is. So, he definitely could get a bit more carries than some anticipate. But overall, I'm not expecting anything exceptional from Matt Breida. So, yeah. Sorry, that kind of point. At number 23, we have Daryl Williams of the Arizona Cardinals. Another example of a not-the-best-runner, but a really good receiving back. And that's pretty much he is. If you remember, I don't know if people remember This name, he's sort of like, I guess, like a Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson was not a good runner, but he was a really reliable receiving back for a while. and um, Because 3.9 yards per carry is horrible. You'd like to see that go up. But he will still get a decent amount of carries in this Chiefs offense. Because, again, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is also a very injury-prone back. So, but 452 yards last year in the receiving game and two scores. Not bad at all for Mr. Daryl Williams. Actually, no, my bad. He's on the Cardinals now. <laughs> of the Cardinals. My, my apologies. And, but then again, the Cardinals have a very pass-happy offense, so I could see him doing a lot of damage in the receiving game as well, as James Conner is primarily a scoring machine. At number 22, we have a very similar player, J.D. McKissick. Probably a bit of a better runner than Daryl Williams. About the same when it comes to receiving ability. But again, he does rank slightly above Daryl Williams because um, he's a, a slightly better runner. Not much, but I'd say he's a slightly better runner. At number 20, we have Kenyon Drake of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Kenyon Drake, ever since his breakout year with the Cardinals, uh, yeah, last year was good for him outside of four yards per carry. That's pretty bad. He did improve his receiving numbers, but – and he has a overall, I'd say, a pretty decent receiving back, but only 254 yards and two touchdowns on a lackluster four yards a carry. So – Overall, and Josh Jacobs will get a majority of the carries, but if Kenyon Drake can make more of an impact in the receiving game, that would be really nice. Josh McDaniels at New England, they had a lot of different running backs. Like last year, they had Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and in the earlier days, they had Rex Burkhead when he was there. I feel like I'm missing someone, obviously. Oh, Sony Michelle as well, so... Josh McDaniels could possibly implement Kenyon Drake in a very successful role that he's comfortable with. So that's why he ranks above the others and is at rank number 20. At number 19, we have more of a recent comer, newcomer in Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears. Um, played a bit last year while David Montgomery was hurt, and he did okay. 433 yards, and, and he only started two games. Um, 4.2 yards per carry. i would like to see a little better than that. And as a receiver, he didn't show a whole lot, only 14 receptions last year, but maybe that's an area where he can grow. And overall, I'd say he's probably going to be one of the more reliable running backs, especially because I think the Bears will rely a lot on the run game while Justin Fields tries to develop. The only thing that's going to hold Khalil Herbert back is... A really bad offensive line, possibly the worst in the entire league. A lot of these down... I forgot to mention, but a lot of these uh, more down-tier, lower-tier running backs usually have bad O-lines. Like, if you look back on the selections, Benny Snell, Steelers, not a good O-line. Well, Bengals have a better O. Rex Burkhead, not a good O-line. Matt Breida, not a good O-line. So... So, I'd say that could really hurt him. But overall, I think he can be one of the NFL's better backup running backs. At number 18, we have a rookie in James Cook, who I think not this year will take over as the starter, but I do believe next year he will. Um, fits perfectly with this Bills offense. Was drafted 63rd overall in the 2022 NFL draft. And comes from a long especially great line of really good um, Georgia running backs average excellent yard per carry in college over four seasons with the Bulldogs the six and a half yards per carry which is ridiculous so and he showed a bit of receiving ability as his receiving yards went up each year of his career from one from 89 to 132 to 225 to 284 so I think he'll take over in this and he's also um, oh, God, I really, I really b- blocked myself in front of a sentence. And he is also the brother of current Minnesota Vikings starting running back Dalvin Cook. So I'm not going to say he's as good as his brother because it's probably unlikely he is. But overall, I think he has a chance to be a really good backup running back and definitely could rise up this ranking if he remains a backup. At number 17, we have Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram will start a few games because of the Alvin Kamara suspension because he was suspended for battery. So, definitely not who he used to be, especially last year. He averaged a horrible 3.5 yards per carry on 160 attempts for 554 yards. Um, Ingram was never an amazing receiving back. Like, he had a few good years from 2015 to 2017 where he had two 400-yard seasons and a 300-yard season. But overall, he's not really much of a factor when it comes to a receiving game. And and it's likely his career diminishes, which is sad because I actually used to have this guy in fantasy, and he was a pretty damn reliable back for me, especially during his days in New Orleans when Alvin Kamara wasn't the star that he is today. But overall, he was still a former starter, and I do think he will do his backup job fairly well. So uh, that's why I have him ranked um, basically in the middle of the pack at 17. At number 16, we have Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers. Has only played one season because he was a rookie last year. Now, 3.6 yards per carry is horrible. There's no defending that, but... Um, He was definitely forced to start behind a very bad offensive line, had 612 yards on 172 carries for five touchdowns, and had 25 receptions for 174 yards and one score through the air. Now, I do think there's actually room to improve for Hubbard, as again, Christian McCaffrey's very injury prone, and maybe they use him a little less this year, I'm not sure, but... Maybe they bring in Hubbard a little bit more just to sort of preserve McCaffrey a little bit better. Um, so I think, overall, I think Chubb Hubbard has a chance to actually be a really good backup, a very high-quality backup in the NFL, especially with an improved Panthers offensive line by adding North Carolina State star Ike Mekwane. At 15, we have Seattle Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker. Um, obviously, Kenneth Walker will be the backup to Rashad Penny, and he was coming off of an excellent stint at Michigan State, and, and the reason the Seahawks chose him as everyone on the Seahawks running back court outside of Kenneth Walker himself are on the final years of their contracts, and overall, I think Kenneth Walker was a very efficient runner, a great slasher at Michigan State. And I do believe he will get a lot, a lot of carries, way more than anyone else on this list thus far. So I do believe he will split carries with Rashad Penny, maybe Chris Carson. I know everyone forgot Chris Carson existed. I just thought I'd mention that. But I think overall, and the Seahawks offensive line is a little better with Charles Cross in the in the picture. So I think Kenneth Walker could actually have a pretty adequate rookie season in year one. At number 14, we have Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. A bit more known for his, I guess, sort of like laid-back, fun personality when he's not on the field. But on the field, he's turned into a um, a pretty reliable backup running back. He was a reliable backup running back. I remember him during his time with the Packers and... I know some people were, were very sad to let him go, including myself. And, of course, he went to the rival Detroit Lions, but it's okay. <laughs> 3.9 yards per carry is pretty terrible on, 600, um, on 153 attempts for 601 yards. But he is a decent, rel- reliable receiving back, has had um, two years of over 250-plus receiving yards, including um, five touchdowns in the receiving game in 2019. And overall, he's kind of like a decent jack-of-all-traits back, backup running back. And I think overall, I'd say this is a round where he should be. I don't think he's going to get much better than what he is, but I'd st- still say he's one of the more reliable backup running backs in the NFL. Next up on our list at number 13, we have Jeff Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers, who was hurt last year, only played in nine games. Started four of them. The year before, he he did only start three games, but had six hundred yards on one hundred twenty six carries, and a pretty efficient four point eight yards per carry. Now Elijah Mitchell will get a lot of the carries, but the San Francisco offense usually likes to have a deep staple of backs, so I do think Jeff Wilson will definitely get his fair share of the carries as well. Nothing exceptional of a receiver. Just more of a pure, solid runner. But definitely one of the better backups in the NFL overall as a runner. At number 12, we have Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, it was very head-scratching of a pick. Uh, Maybe that has to do with Urban Meyer when he was there. And obviously, I'm sure Jaguars fans don't even want me to bring that up. Because trust me, if I was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I wouldn't even want to bring it up ever again. I mean, I guess you can bring it up just to laugh at how bad it is, but I don't even know. I I don't even know if I could laugh. All I could do is cringe. But anyway, that's getting off topic. But Travis Etienne was an absolute superstar running back at Clemson, was a very good receiver. Honestly, one of the best college football running backs I've ever seen. Averaged ridic- average ridiculous averages. He missed all of last year. I won a day due to a knee injury I could yeah I think a knee injury so hopefully he'll get back healthy he was the 25th overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft and I still think there's hope for him I think that backfield will be very very interesting with him and with him and James Robinson I mean and a yards per carry average is absolutely ridiculous 7.2 for his career in college and had two 1,600-plus-yard seasons and probably could have had a similar year if 2020 hadn't been cut short. Also, a very good receiving back as well. So I think he definitely has a chance to definitely, I'd argue, go into the top three of this list for sure in terms of backup running backs. At number 11, we have Ronald Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, He was a bit of a staple in the backfield for – Tampa Bay for a while so and he did an okay job he even had a 900 yard season in there as well but then the Buccaneers got in Leonard Fournette which ultimately kind of sealed the fate for Ronald Jones and then they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn and then Raymond Calais and now Rashad White so he decided he decided he would leave and go to Kansas City. So I think he will get a good share of carries, like i said earlier, as I mistaked in the Darrell Williams one. He he um definitely didn't um, um Clyde Edwards Hilaire definitely doesn't have the best durability. So goddamn, damn my foot's asleep. Anyway, sorry um as while while i'm while i am trying to get my foot on a sleep i do think ronald jones will have a overall relatively good time um in kansas city i think he's going to be a very reliable backup definitely could also catapult up this list i wouldn't say he's quite starter material but again like i said for the rest of these guys i a very very good backup a pretty decent runner has shown ability as a receiver. However, his receiving workload got less and less as time went on during his time in Tampa Bay. But overall, I think definitely one of the more, one of the more efficient, one of the better overall talents at the backup running back spot. At number ten, yeah, number ten we have Sony Michelle of the Miami Dolphins. Um, Sonny Michelle obviously coming off of a Super Bowl winning season with the Los Angeles Rams and was a pretty key part in it as he was, as obviously Cam Akers was out the whole year. He did split carries with Daryl Henderson. 4.1 yards per carry you'd like to see a little better. 845 rushing yards and 200 on 208 attempts. And overall, he's been a pretty relatively healthy player. He has missed a few games. Actually, he's missed a. Yeah, he's overall missed a decent chunk of games. Actually, more than I thought. 38 of 55 career games. But I think overall, especially in Mike McDaniel's offense, I expect them to lean a good amount on Sonny Michelle. And I think overall, honestly, he could take over as the starter. Um, in Miami, the current starter is Chase Edmonds right now, but don't be surprised if Sony Michelle ends up being the Dolphins starting running back halfway through the season. At number nine, we have Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots. One of the better, one of the, he actually has experience at fullback during his time at Oklahoma, a solid blocking back. And he did show some receiving ability at Oklahoma. It didn't really show in New England this year. Had 14 receptions this year for 123 yards. But averaged a solid 4.6 yards a carry on 133 rushing attempts for 606 yards and 5 scores. Now, he did play 12 games, so hopefully his durability ends up being better from here on out. But he's looking like a very promising backup running back. Could get into that elite category of backup running back soon enough. At number eight, we have Los Angeles Rams backup running back Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson seems to have been in the NFL for a bit now, but it's actually he's only been in the league since 2019. Again, another Memphis running back. Memphis is like a running back factory. And he averaged a pretty efficient 4.6 yards a carry. Um, somewhat factor in the receiving game, 29 receptions for 176 yards and three scores through the air this year had his most career yards a game at 57.3 and for and overall he's averaged basically 4.5 4.6 yards per attempt over the past two seasons and and a career high in yards as well at 688. Um Cam Akers will be back but they may start may preserve him a little bit because obviously he's coming back from a torn ACL. So I do think Daryl Henderson definitely could get a bit more carries than usual, and I think overall he's one of the one of the top eight best backup running backs in the NFL. At number seven we have Michael Carter of the New York Jets. I honestly thought Michael Carter was going to be the starting running back going into the season, but they traded up to draft Iowa State star running back Brees Hall, thirty eighth overall. I believe was it thirty eighth overall? I want to say it was thirty eighth overall. And overall, as a rookie, he did pretty solid, um, 639 yards on 147 carries, 4 touchdowns, and had a few big highlight plays, including a 55-yard run. And he definitely showed a lot in the receiving game as a rookie, 36 receptions for 325 yards is very good for a rookie running back out of the backfield. So I definitely think he could be a very reliable receiving back. But he also has that ability as a runner to rip off and score. That's what makes him a bit better than some of these other receiving backs. He's he's also a very good runner. And I think overall he'll still be a pretty decent part of this new look New York Jets offense. At number six, we have Minnesota Vikings running back Alexander Madison, my boy from Boise State. Um, was one of the better Boise State running backs of the decade, last decade. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about him as a backup. And overall, he's done solid. Um, Dalvin Cook, you know, he's had some injury problems, but he's filled in pretty well. Now, his yards per carry did dip this year to 3.7. It was 4.5 last year and 4.6 his rookie year. But he's shown um, better receiving stats each year from 82 to 125 to 228. And overall, I think I think he can definitely also get more receiving receptions because Kevin O'Connell will definitely run a more pass-happy offense. So when Dalvin Cook isn't in, they'll bring in Alexander Madison and not really lose much of a step, if at all. So I do like Alexander Madison a lot, and I do think he will – have a pretty solid season, especially if Dalvin Cook goes down again, which obviously, God forbid, I hope none of these guys go down. At number five, we are now sort of trending into the elite category of backer of running backs, Gus The Bus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens. Had a pretty solid year last year because um, he was one of the only healthy players as the Ravens were injured to hell and back. But he was able to stay relatively healthy. He's been he's had seven hundred plus rushing yards in each of his three seasons. Not much of a receiving factor. Only eighteen career receptions to his name. But as a runner, he is extremely efficient. Five point two yards per carry for his career is excellent. And I do think he will still get a decent workload, especially like again like some of these other players, J.K. Dobbins, tore his ACL before the season started. So, I do think they will sort of, what's the word, preserve him a little bit, at least at the beginning. And Gus Edwards, I think, will continue to be an elite NFL backup running back. At number four, we have Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. Um, Kareem Hunt, honestly, this is to the point where I could see these guys actually being starting caliber NFL running backs. He um, obviously got into some trouble with the Chiefs for hitting a girl after the girl, I think, called him the N-word, I want to say. well, And then after that, he got cut from the team. And now he's on Cleveland, where he's made a name for himself as one of the best backup running backs in the NFL in 2020. 841 yards on 198 carries. And he's always been a really good receiver, 1,596 receiving yards and 16 receiving touchdowns through only five seasons in the NFL. Um, He was hurt last year as he only played in eight games. So I hopefully Kareem Hunt could come back healthy and be a really good backup, which for arguably the best overall backfield in football in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt behind a very good Cleveland offensive line. At number three, we have Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard, honestly, if Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a crazy um, contract, honestly, I think the Cowboys would roll with Pollard. But Ezekiel Elliott is getting paid that contract, so Tony Pollard kind of prevents him from spreading his wings, if you know what I mean. Overall, he's been relatively healthy, has played 46 46 of a possible 48 possible games in his career starting. Or yeah, I want a 47, my bad. 45 of 47. And he had a really good year running the ball, um, 719 yards on only 130 attempts, five and a half yards a carry, and had good receiving sets as well. 39 receptions for 337 yards. And what makes pollard a bit different is he's actually a good special teamer has 1500 career kick return yards on 63 returns and even has a, a 100 yard touchdown that came this year so he definitely gets a ton of value for that and honestly i definitely do think at one point at least maybe next year that he could replace elliot as the starter At number two, we have A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers. This was seen as a very questionable pick at the time, as we had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, albeit both were on expiring contracts. And while his rookie year was fairly forgettable, his sophomore season was really promising. 803 rush yards on 187 attempts, 4.3 yards a carry. And he showed a really promising amount of production out of the backfield 34 receptions for 313 yards and two touchdowns. And he actually did slightly have more rushing yards than A.J. Dillon. As the backup, mind you. Albeit Aaron Jones did miss a couple of games. But overall, A.J. Dillon, a 6 foot, 247 pound dude who definitely is. I'd say the definition of a really nice power back with receiving ability and honestly I wouldn't be surprised if he overtakes Aaron Jones as the starter. He has the physical frame to body defenders and he has and he has some really nice skill in the receiving game as well and I expect Matt LaFleur to keep distributing the carries like this for this year so and honestly I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Dillon rushed for 1000 yards this year. So I really like A.J. Dillon a lot. As for now, he's the backup, but he could definitely become a solid starting running back for the Packers in the near future. And at number one, the best running backup running back in the NFL, in my opinion, is Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos. He's definitely a starting caliber back as he has had multiple years of 900 yards. He's had three to be exact. Two of those came close to 1,000 rushing yards. Um, yards per carry has been actually more efficient ever since he joined the Broncos. It's been f- basically four and a half yards of carry since he's got there. Had 918 yards and eight touchdowns and 213 receiving yards as well. And he was he's definitely become more of a runner since joining the Broncos. He actually received a lot more when he was with the Chargers. But overall, that That very good running ability and very good receiving ability. Overall, definitely, in my opinion, puts Melvin Gordon as the number one backup running back in the NFL on this list. And he has previous years of experience being a starter. But with that being said, that's all I got for you today. Some people will like this. Some people will hate this. I probably won't get as much hate for backup running backs unless you're just like super uber hardcore or something. But overall, that's all I have for you tonight. Um, I was happy that you guys listened to this. And, and I enjoyed making this and enjoyed explaining my reasonings for each pick. I'm Tyler Feinstein. I'm out. Peace.